0: It's The Commute Home with Nick and Derek. From Chicago's northwest suburbs, our hosts chat about, well, you know, whatever two middle-aged men like to talk about. The workday is done. Time to grit your teeth, get through the traffic, and make The Commute Home. Hey, this is Derek.
1: Hey, Derek. How are you today, sir? nick
0: i'm pretty good how are you
1: i am splendid i'm sweating a little bit but that's okay a little warm
0: so uh tell tell everyone about your night last night
1: <laughs> i thought we were going to skip over that um
0: i think this is newsworthy
1: okay so newsworthy so uh saw uh uh recently i saw sicario the first sicario when i saw the previews for the second one I was like, Hey, I should watch that flick. So my wife and I would watch the movie. I was like, That's a good movie. So let's go see the second one. Movie pass allows me to do that. So went to my favorite place to go see a movie, which is studio movie girl in Wheaton. It's awesome. That is a nice place. Yeah. Sweet Thai hot wings, uh, wings. So good, man. The best ever. Uh, anyway, so we're watching Sicario 2 and you know, I'm enjoying the movie. About 30 minutes to go in the movie, flashlights into the movie theater. Come around. I'm like, what the hell is that shit? So around the corner, you know, I'm thinking maybe it's the people that work there. No, it's not the people that work there. It's the fuzz, man. The fuzz comes around the corner and they got rifles. They got, they don't have them pointed at anybody, but they got them, you know, down and they're carrying them like, uh, like military and cops carry the weapon. They're pointed at the ground, but it's kind of a hip level. With their hands, you know, near the, near the trigger, not on the trigger, but near the trigger. And they come so around. Are, the corner. They're carrying
0: AR-15s?
1: I mean, I didn't ask. It looked like it, but I mean, I didn't check serial numbers or models or anything like that. So.
0: Okay. Continue. I'm sorry. I,
1: I can't confirm nor deny that. Um, you know, but they're like, folks, we need you to exit the theater. We have ourselves a, an emergency situation. And we need you to exit. And I'm like, what the fuck, man? And part of me is thinking it's a good damn thing I already ate my wings because I'd be walking out the theater with that bowl of wings, I can guarantee it.
0: Priorities.
1: Um, Priorities, absolutely, man. Like, they weren't running. So I was like, it can't be too bad, right? Because I figured they'd (laughs) come in there and be like, get on the (laughs) ground, go, go, go. No, there was nothing like that. Uh, They were just like, we need you to exit the theater. Emergency situation. I'm like, okay, fine. So, yeah, okay, you know, grab my stuff. Uh, my wife and I, we, we, we walk out. They take it through the emergency exit there that each theater has. And then we get outside and there's like more cops and they're like, go down to that officer. He'll tell you where to go next. And then you go down to that officer and he's like, we'll tell you where to go next. And we're walking away from the building. And then we finally get to this one officer and he is like, you see that building there? Go behind that building. And we're like, well, that's odd. Okay, fine. So we're like, there's seven of us in the theater because we went to the 940 show, which is way past my bedtime, but, you know, I wanted to see the flick and I'm like, maybe we'll act like we're younger than what we really are and we'll go see this movie late in the evening, get home around 1230 and go to get up and go to work the next day like I was in my 20s or something. But Was your
0: theory that if you did that, you would feel younger?
1: Yeah, kind of. Did it work? I'm going to tell you the story. (laughs) and then then i'll tell you the answer um so we're standing there and like we see all these other people from the other theaters i guess we're the last theater to be evacuated and there's kids out there man and i'm like so these must be kids going to see incredibles or jurassic world so me i'm kind of upset because i'm like there or
0: marvel's ant-man and the wasp
1: could be okay true true uh, but they weren't in Sicario. I can tell you that, or
0: Hotel Transylvania Three.
1: Shit, man. Okay, fine, Derek. Whatever. <laughs> anything. Okay, let me rephrase. They could have been seeing anything but Sicario, and the only reason I know that is because there was no little people watching Sicario. That okay, that
0: makes more sense to me.
1: Yeah, that would have just been bad parents. Uh <laughs> <laughs> So I'm standing there, and I'm like, nobody's telling us anything, and I'm starting to get frustrated because I'm like, there was only 30 minutes left in that damn movie. So either A, they're going to have to rewind this movie, or B, I'm going to have to watch this whole damn movie over again just so that I can see the last 30 minutes. So we stand there for like an hour. Nobody's saying anything. Everybody's standing around. We're just seeing cop cars all over the place. The fuzz is deep at Studio Movie Grill and we, I'm checking the interwebs. There's nothing, you know, nobody's saying anything. It's all silent. No Twitter, no hashtag fuzz at Studio Movie Grill or anything like that. So,
0: uh. It could and, be you're the only, it's because you're the only one that uses the term the fuzz.
1: Could, could be. Well, everybody needs it. I'm, ta- I'm taking it back, bringing it back. Yeah,
0: You're bringing it back.
1: I'm bringing it back. <laughs> so I started counting. I'm bored. I'm standing there. There's nothing to do. You know, I'm getting bit and ate up by mosquitoes. So I'm standing there, I start counting cop cars. And I'm like, holy crap, man, there's a lot of cops here. And, um, you know, uh, they finally come and say, okay, everybody, we're all clear. Uh, we're going to walk you around to the frontier, uh, to the vehicles. Uh, to the front, the manager will be there and, uh, they're going to give out, uh, m- you know, free, t- free, free movie tickets. And I'm like, but I don't want free movie tickets, man. I came in here to see this with movie pass and like, I just want them to rewind it and let me finish the movie. So we go up there and we ask them and they're like, no, we're not going to do that. We're, we're evacuating the building. I'm like, cops already did that for you. So what's up, man? They're like, no, no, we'll give you these tickets and blah 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 blah. And we're like, so there nobody's going to tell us what happened. Like the the kids, they're like, what happened? The cop was like, oh, we had a threat. Well, a threat about what? Uh, oh, just some people said something bad was happening. Uh, but everything's okay. Nobody's hurt. You know, there's no issue. And that's all that we got, right? We got the very Sesame Street version of what went down. And uh. So they give us the tickets and then we go home and I'm like, dude, this is crazy. Like a couple of weeks ago, the fuzz pulled over the people in front of me and they're like pulling the guns and stuff. And then now this and I'm starting to wonder, should I ever leave the house again? Because I'm really feeling like I'm going to get caught up in some crossfire thing like an old frickin Western. And, you know, I'm going to be some innocent bystander because some people doing crazy shit. Uh, so I've th- said this
0: for years, man, we can't take you anywhere.
1: I know this is why we can't have nice things. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so this morning I'm like, I wonder what the hell happened. Cause I couldn't find out last night. And then, you know, I send you the picture that I got from Wheaton's, uh, Twitter page, I believe, or maybe it was Facebook saying that they received a threat that there was a guy on the property with a gun that was threatening to hurt people. At the movie theater, I'm like, okay, that's legit because I counted uh 24 cop cars. Is that what I told you? 24. I think it might yeah. actually increase. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, I counted 24 cop cars that I saw, and I didn't even start counting the guys that were standing out front that looked like they just literally walked out from the screen in Sicario because they got like jeans on and t-shirts. With like baseball caps on wearing, you know, with rifles in their hands. So I'm like, I didn't even count all the people, all the law enforcement.
0: Um, do you think that was Miami Vice?
1: No, no, no suits, no, uh, blazers. They were no bla- blazers. Could have been uh. SWAT, could have been SWAT, could have been, uh, you know, what's that, uh, uh, Blackwater, Edgewater. What are those people? Mercenaries. Could have been yeah, some of those they guys.
0: I believe went out of business, or they rebranded their name.
1: Oh, it could have been them. Maybe they're trying to. Maybe they're trying to come back. They should just be the fuzz. That's what I'm going to start a security organization. The fuzz. Um, <laughs> so yeah, that's what happened. That was my adventure in movie. And by the way, I'm still shitty because I don't get to see the last thirty minutes of that movie.
0: So you're yeah. saying uh, the uh, the Feeling Young experiment didn't work?
1: Yeah, essentially, it's like, maybe this is God's way of telling me, keep your ass at home. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, and then I text you as we're waiting in line to get our free tickets, and I'm like, it's too bad we weren't recording the podcast.
0: <laughs> <laughs> maybe we should have.
1: Yeah, from now Note on. No for next just- time. Yeah, keep the, keep the audio recording or whatever whenever somebody shows up like that. I, I, for a split second, I thought, well, maybe this is some new movie going experience. They're going to have to, they're having people come in and act like it's part, you're part of the movie now. So they're taking, you know, 4DX to a whole new level. They're going to have SWAT start rolling into movie theaters when you're watching movies about drug lords and stuff like
0: that. What was the name of that Michael Douglas movie? Was it called uh, The Game, something like that? I I don't know. Uh, Do you know what I'm talking about? No. It's a it's a movie about for for a guy's birthday present he gets like this present which is like this simulation that he's a murderer running uh, on the run from the cops trying to uh, save his life, and at the very end he kind of gives up and he gets ready to commit suicide, and then he and then right then you find out the whole thing's been a a simulation. And it, it was his birthday present.
1: What kind of birthday present is that, man?
0: It's a pretty, uh, it's a, a cerebral film. Interesting. But it, it's kind of like since he went through that life-changing experience, it kind of seemed like um, he's growing or he's appreciated life more from the experience. So not, not a bad flick. Yeah,
1: you know, I was kind of looking at this situation, just like the situation a couple of weeks ago, and I'm like, what can I learn from this? And all I keep coming up with is keep your ass at home. <laughs> that, that is literally, that's it. That's all I could come up with. Cause I'm like, okay, well, it's a good thing there wasn't a guy in there with a gun. That, yeah, that's true. That would have been sucky and horrible and potentially very bad. But other, like, I'm like, um, what could have I, what, could I have done differently. Um went to the You know early- what this might be?
0: <laughs> do so. This might be karma from that BS you're saying about how you believe in the goodness of the world and the goodness of people. And I'm oh. and I was like, no you don't.
1: Yes I do. Cause you know what happened? Guess what? They found the guy that supposedly was threatening and guess what? He didn't have a gun. Well Yeah They found him no gun, just like the people two weeks ago who supposedly threatened somebody, which I later found out, threatened somebody at a stoplight and pulled out a gun on them while they were stopped. And this was the same people they pulled over. Guess what? No gun.
0: I've got a different take on this, Nick. This is like this is like from a comedy where the guy's like, God, give me a sign. Lightning strikes a tree in the background. And the guy's like, God, I'm still waiting for a sign.
1: Are you still going back to the people are good thing? Yep. <laughs> so you want to know, I'll give you another layer, which is really hilarious. We were deciding between two movies to watch. One was Sicario, and that started at 945. The other was Won't You Be My Neighbor, <laughs> which started at 730. Uh
0: yeah. <laughs> uh
1: yeah. So, yes, that was my evening last night. But at least now I have a story to
0: tell. You do. And yeah. now on my side of uh, this whole uh, experience, I fell asleep. I'm having this really unpleasant dream. I don't remember what it was about, but I remember not liking it. And then I wake up to the buzzing of my phone. And I, I, I'm kind of glossy-eyed, blurry-eyed. I look at my phone, and I'm like, I can't quite tell what the text says. I can, I can just tell it's from you. And I'm like, why is Nick sending me at midnight, hey, you up, text? Yeah. Yeah.
1: And, and I'm so, like, well, th-
0: th- this is, I wouldn't expect this from you of all people.
1: Because you're like, he's usually in bed by this time.
0: <laughs> you understand or, what I mean when I say, hey, you up, right?
1: Are you talking like, only oh, you get that from females? Is that what you're saying Yes. Here? Yes. You know what? To hell with you, Derek. From now on, I won't share shit. <laughs> I thought you would want to know. Usually, you're up that time of day. I'm like, who can I tell about this? that isn't sick. Because usually, I tell my wife everything. Guess what? She was there. She experienced the whole thing. So I'm like, who else would I tell about this? I'm going to tell my kid. No, he's asleep. I know he's asleep. I don't want to wake him up because then he'd worry. He'd be like, oh my God, my parents are being held hostage like terrorists. Yeah. They, they got him at the movie theater. Mm-hmm. And, you know, he. he Take, he would think the worst situation. And then my next thought was, I'll tell Derek because he'll be awake and he'll find the humor in it. But, which we he, did. Yeah.
0: Yeah. <laughs> so, just caught so, me a little off guard. And okay. yeah, you're right. I usually am up at that time. I just, I think I fell asleep about a half an hour before that.
1: Yeah. So, so when you, so, when you got that text message and I told you about it, you were like, what the fuck? Was that your reaction?
0: Yeah, it was, because your first text, um, it was a little cryptic. I'm like, whoa, what's going on?
1: Well, I had to build the drama.
0: You did a good job.
1: Yeah, that's right.
0: I <laughs> had to build the drama. Jesus.
1: <laughs> so, But what if it had like, really been somebody, man? Would you like swooped in there Batman style? save the day?
0: No, I like just kind of pace the house and hyperventilate.
1: <laughs> You'd be like, dude, this sucks. Now I'm going to have to raise his kids.
0: Exactly. <laughs> I'm like, ah, oh, man.
1: I wasn't you know, finally I
0: <laughs> finally have a great excuse not to get a job, but uh, uh, not like this.
1: <laughs> You're like, there goes the podcast. Ah. <laughs> uh. So on the lighter side, uh, Mm -hmm. can we talk more about Marvel?
0: We can talk more about Marvel in our part two of our massive and vast Marvel movie podcast.
1: Yeah, baby. (laughs) (laughs)
0: Let's get Rondi. Yeah. Uh,
1: Okay, so yes, let's continue down that road because the other one, um, now that you made me think, All in all, that was kind of a scary situation. It could have been worse. Thanks, Derek.
0: You're welcome. All right, so you and I have been working on uh, kind of our favorites list, our top ten list, our top five list for a bunch of different categories. Uh, we got a lot of good stuff uh, worked out so far, and we got a lot of ideas in queue. And since we're talking about Marvel, I want to go through and talk about our top five favorite uh, Marvel movies from the MCU. Yes,
1: let's talk about our top five. Marvel movie moments. Movies.
0: So I want to start off with uh, saying, um, uh, you know, I've liked every single MCU movie that's come out. All of them. So any movie that that shows up on anyone's top five list, I agree with. Okay. Fair enough. So something's on my list that's not on yours or vice versa. I totally get it. Um, so the first ones on our list, number one, uh, you have Iron Man and I have the Avengers and I think they're on our list for the same reason. And I want to hear why you put that as your number one.
1: Um, I put Iron Man as number one, partially because it started all of this. And I think if that movie failed. Then we're not talking about the MCU in which we talk about it today. That's not to say the MCU wouldn't have happened, but there was a, like, if you look back at our Iron Man in retrospect, there was a lot that that wrote on that movie, so to speak, and it opened the doors to a lot of great things. And I think, uh, it was perfectly cast in my eyes. The fact that you got Robert Downey Jr., who was you know, he had still done some stuff in Hollywood, but essentially he was non-existent. Um, and then he steps into this role as Tony Stark. And now looking back, it, like you look at the all-encompassing of Iron Man, and it's like Iron Man, Tony Stark is Robert Downey Jr., and Robert Downey Jr. is Iron Man. I know they talk about a lot of these characters, like somebody can step into that role, and I don't buy it for Tony Stark. I think Robert Downey Jr., Is Tony Stark and I think he's going to be Tony Stark for the foreseeable future. I thought it was well written. I thought it was well acted. I thought the action was just enough. You got enough of the backstory and you're talking about this guy who's selling these weapons and then he finds out these weapons are being used for bad. You know, probably happens today, but most of the time I would think that those people would turn around and say, yeah, but I'm making money, and they let it go. But him, on the other hand, he had, like, this come-to-Jesus moment, if you will, where he's in the cave, and he, like, in order to survive, he has to create this first clunky Iron Man suit. And I just think he takes that and he builds upon it. It was just a perfect superhero movie uh to me, well-cast and everything else. So that's just some of the reasons why I love Iron Man.
0: So when you say perfectly casted, do you think that was the perfect roadie?
1: I do. I, I and I will tell you honestly, I like Terrence How Terrence Howard as Rhodes more than I like Don Cheadle as Rhodes. I like Don Cheadle as an actor. I just don't buy him in that role. I don't buy him as, as somebody in the military like that. I just no, I don't buy it and uh nothing against him, but I like Terrence Howard better.
0: Yeah. For me, yeah, Don Cheadle is a killer actor. I really like him. I uh, really like Terrence Howard. Um, for me, I, 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 I buy um, Cheadle being a military man. I think he does that very stern, straight-faced uh, officer um, acting job pretty well. But I, I buy Terrence Howard being Iron Man's or Tony Stark's friend more. Like when you see the Don Cheadle version, I'm like, how are these two guys friends? And for me, it makes more sense with the way Terrence Howard interpreted the part.
1: I think that's a great point. Great point. And you well, have, you. you have Avengers. I do. So why is Avengers, uh, your number one? And you're talking about the first Avengers?
0: Yes, I am. Marvel's the Avengers.
1: Marvel's the Avengers. Tell us, give us a couple of reasons why.
0: Uh, it's basically like like what I thought. It's kind of the same, one of the same reasons as you is that I thought that day would never come. I thought the day of a huge uh superhero uh, movie with that humongous cast would never happen. And it finally happened and they did it right. And I just enjoyed the movie front to end and uh yeah, it's just uh, it it finally happened. And now we kind of expect it to happen regularly. And that w- I thought that was a huge game changer.
1: I I completely agree. What did you think about uh, Loki coming back and Loki being, you know, the big baddie uh, in the first Avengers movie.
0: Definitely like that. Uh, y- y- you know, there, there are so many characters from the Marvel comics I do not like. Uh, Loki being one of them. You know, they portray him as, you know, kind of uh, over the top. Uh, I don't want to say comical or slapstick, but he's very over the top. And the way the way they, they did Loki in the cinematic universe is just so much better. And I, I love the, the the mind games, the manipulation like with him and the the scene with Black Widow. Um, oh yeah. I thought it was a good choice. Definitely a good you know, he was a big bad in a lot of uh, Marvel crossover events from the comics. So he's a he definitely is a choice for the movie and I thought it was a good choice since they've established him and Yeah. Hey. Absolutely that I I I thought that was a very good choice for the for that film.
1: And Tom Hiddleston just he just kills that role.
0: Yeah. He
1: does such yeah, a great the, the, job.
0: The the role that's really made his career, huh?
1: Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I mean you get you take an actor and and it's kind of par for the course, right? In the MCU, you got a lot of actors that aren't well known. They've they've got some stuff but they're not really well known. But Marvel puts them in these movies and all of a sudden they blow the hell up. And they're yeah. like superstars because of these
0: roles. So, yeah, absolutely. Um, moving on. Uh, so I'm not surprised both of us had Infinity War and Thor: Ragnarok on the list. Um, for me, Infinity War just we finally got Thanos, and I thought they did him right. And I just really, really enjoyed the movie. Ragnarok, great action. The fight scenes with between like Thor and Hulk were phenomenal. And just such a funny new kind of unscripted comedy that I've never really expected from Marvel. And just I loved it.
1: Now, full disclosure, I don't have my list in front of me because uh, I'm driving and you don't text and drive. It can wait, by the way. Um, what number did you have Infinity War versus, and me versus each other as well as Thor Ragnarok? Uh,
0: Infinity War for me was two, for you was three. And okay. Thor Ragnarok for me was three for you. It's five.
1: Okay. Fair, fair enough. Uh, uh, yeah, I, I had three for infinity war. Is that correct? Yeah. yeah. Okay. All right. I think I know what I had is too. So yeah, for me, infinity war, I, I had a fear going into infinity war because there was such a buildup. I mean, 10 years of movies, Building up to this event, I'm like, I just get this fear, like Hollywood has done this to me before, I get so excited, and it's just gonna be a letdown. And I, that was the fear I had, but I watched it, and I was like, it was better than I could have ever expected. The way that they handled Thanos, uh, the background, how he got the stone, how everybody reacted to him trying to get the stone. I mean, it was, as, Almost as close to, to perfection as you can possibly get in regards to a team up movie where I just think everybody got equal playing uh playing time on the field and the relationships like Spider Man and Iron Man and the new relationships like Rocket and Groot with Thor and Thor's interaction with the Guardians, I mean, it was just all played so well into each other. So um, yeah, that's why it made, uh, my number three on the list. And then in regards to Thor Ragnarok, that was a Thor movie that was just the best and a Thor movie that I didn't really necessarily think I would get nor really cared about. And then I saw it and I'm like, this is genius. Uh, the director, uh, Taiki Batiki, I believe something like around that word with disrespect to him, but, uh, and court holy crap, man, Korg is hilarious. Like, I want Korg to have his own TV show. So
0: funny. Yeah, yeah wow. that's quite the interpretation. They took a very stoic, um, very well-spoken, wise character from the comics and uh, from the uh, Planet Hulk animated movie, and that is completely redid his personality and his voice.
1: Yeah, and the more I watch that movie, like, I've seen that movie probably five or six times now. The funnier it is, The whole piss-off ghost or that's Doug or buy old or buy new Doug, goodbye new Doug, whatever it is. So long, whatever. Like the revolution, I started a revolution and only my mom and her stupid boyfriend showed up. Like, is- <laughs> <laughs> it's genius. It's it's absolutely genius. Plus the fact like, hello was a really good, bad, like villain. Like she did. Mm-hmm. Uh That actress I've never been a huge fan of, but like, I dug her in that movie and she seemed to have a really good time doing that movie. Um, and then Hawk, like that's, that's just a great version of the Hawk. And you got Jeff Goldblum and, and Tessa Thompson playing Valkyrie. Like phenomenal, man. It is just a great movie and comedic and at heart and everything else. So.
0: Absolutely. So number two on your list was black Panther.
1: You're damn Uh, right. It was.
0: Damn, uh, damn good movie.
1: Did you have Black Panther in your top five? I don't remember. No, you're not. Yeah, well, your opinion doesn't matter. Um, no, I'm just kidding. Yeah, because I,
0: I like a movie isn't enough. It's There's a problem because I don't like a movie as much as, I, as you like the movie.
1: Exactly. That's the problem. You need to get on the train, Derek. Train's leaving the station. Get on board. Get off. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> Black Panther to me uh, part of the reason that I really, really love Black Panther is A, I knew nothing about that character whatsoever prior to the cameo in Civil War. Okay. Uh, I knew nothing of the background. I knew nothing of Wakanda. I knew none of it. And from the very opening scene where, you know, you're talking Oakland and, you know, back in the day, And I I believe it takes place in the mid 90s in Oakland, early, no, early 90s because of the riots, like that environment. And, you know, what we saw growing up, like having grown up myself and, you know, the inner city of Indianapolis, never Oakland, right? It's never compared to Oakland, but just bad neighborhoods and seeing the things that I saw and the things that my friends that I were you know, they I cared about because they watched on T V what was going on in LA and the LA riots and everything else and all that time. And then seeing them tackle that and that's where they decided to open it. And, you know, Sterling K. Brown, who's freaking phenomenal and this is us, seeing him in a big Hollywood movie, great, and then the 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 Royal Guards for Black Panther, like literally I was hooked from the very beginning. And they never let me down the everything from, you know, Killmonger essentially being this Wakanda care, this Wakanda person who he was essentially outcast and left and nobody even knew about it. Nobody knew. And to know how the, the king left him to fend for himself, essentially when he could have brought him back to Wakanda and then for T'Challa to turn around and call him on his shit. When he goes to the, uh, that, the, oh man, the, the plane. I can't remember what the plane is called. The ancestral plane. The cinematography on that part. I mean, dude, I just can't say enough about Black Panther. Like that movie had me hooked from the beginning and it kept me all the way to the very end. The female characters were so strong. Uh, uh, the female that plays Michonne on The Walking Dead. Love her character in that movie. and She was, the fact she was torn. She was like, I, I love T'Challa, but I have sworn allegiance to protect the king and he is my king now. Like all of that, the way that they interpreted and, in, uh, you know, African, uh, artifacts and history and language and dress and everything. They just put so much into that movie. And, and I just dug it, man. And the fact that the icing on the top of the cake to me was how well audiences responded to that movie, because it was like, I knew I loved it, but to see how it affected other people and how so many people, people that were typically not superhero fans went out and saw that movie and then they saw it again and again, and it made all the money and, and I loved it. And it was just awesome. So much. Awesome.
0: Very good. Very, and very good. And as a matter
1: of fact, I freaking want to watch it again. And I might do it tonight because I just want to.
0: Cool. Very cool. That's another thing about the Marvel movies. I I think they're all very rewatchable. Rewatchable. Excuse me.
1: 100% agree with that. Like there is, there are even the Marvel movies, which would be like my, are they on like what? 22 now? Is how many in the Marvel Cinematic Universe?
0: Sounds I, about right.
1: Yeah. I would say even numbers 21 through 22, if it's on TV and, I'm, you know, you don't flip through the channels anymore, but if it's on TV and somebody's watching it, I'm like, I'm going to sit down and watch this. Even mm-hmm. the, even those lower ranked ones to me, just because that rewatchability is, and you can come in at any part and just be hooked. Like you come in 30 minutes to go. I'm watching the rest of it. H- hour to go in the movie. I'm watching the rest of it. So they're just such great movies. Mm-hmm.
0: All right, moving on. For our number fours, uh, we both had Captain America movies for number fours. Yours was Civil War. Mine was Winter Soldier.
1: Yeah, so so what makes Winter Soldier your number
0: four? Uh did not see coming. I did not know the whole Hydra thing was coming, and that that uh, whole experience has blew me away. Uh, the other thing, too, is there have been two scenes I've seen in my life that have like had me gasping for air because I, th- I thought they were both intense. And they're both car invasion scenes. Uh, wh- one of them is from uh, Winter Soldier, where they're trying to get uh, Samuel L. Uh, in the car. Uh, Nick Fury. Yep. Number two is actually uh, The Sopranos. I think it was season one uh, that happened, where, he, where they tried to carjack and kill Tony Soprano. And just Spoiler the way those scenes alert. are done. I, what's that? Spoiler alert. For season one of The Sopranos?
1: <laughs> yeah, I'm just kidding. <laughs>
0: So but yeah, this I did not see the whole conspiracy, the whole Hydra thing coming, the way they brought them these different uh villains d- to do it and you know Robert Redford played a, a Marvel villain. Oh my god. Um Yeah, I just the movie just blew, it surprised me, blew me away. I loved the kind of the spy theme and the investigation uh thing with uh, Captain America and uh, Black Widow. Yeah, great movie.
1: Actually, yeah, I It was it was a great movie. That whole Hydra thing when that when that came down that was like Oh clever. So clever and then you find out how deep Hydra goes into Shield and everything like that. I mean I, I can't disagree with you having that as your number four. Like that is such a great movie. And it is a movie like that I didn't know like it's like you say all the time, I didn't know I wanted it until I saw it there. So
0: yeah, and I wasn't watching S.H.I.E.L.D. at the time. Uh, I started watching S.H.I.E.L.D. a couple years later. But seeing how, even though I didn't see it live while it happened, but seeing the crossover about how the Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. TV show completely changed from that movie, I thought was incredible. I thought that was awesome.
1: Yeah, that that was really good, how they, they kind of went hand-in-hand hand with that. and really cha- It really changed the dynamic of the Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. TV show because it seemed like it was going down a path, and then that happened, and it took it somewhere else. And I think it uh, it got some real staying power when it incorpor- incorporated that
0: stuff. Yeah, I mean, they took, you know, from that show, they took one of the biggest heroes in the show, someone who I thought was going to come out to be the big hero in the show, and then in a snap, tr- changed him into a villain. And I was like, whoa, just didn't see it coming, blew me away.
1: absolutely. Absolutely. Uh So for me, Civil War, and the reason that I have Civil War number four is because uh I think, uh, to me, it was just the ultimate when you got everybody's a good guy, but you disagree on how things should be done. And, you know, I can understand the team that, you know, wants to be, not necessarily wants to be, but they go along with the government because they feel like, That's the right thing to do. And then on the flip side, you know, that that movie is probably where I, like, Captain America, uh, how I liked him as a character. But I really, really liked him as a character because he was like, you know, I love my country, but this is wrong. And there's no way that I'm going to allow this to, you know, continue. I, I will fight it, even though I love my country and I will still defend my country. I have to stand up and say that this is not the right thing to do. And that is so important to me. And I think, um, you know, people, you constantly have this back and forth in regards to moralistically, what's the right thing to do to people, four people or two people and what's your job? And, uh, I know soldiers have it all the time and the majority of the time, like, you just do what you're told because, you know, that's what you're there to do. And I know soldiers uh, from experience, they fight that all the time because, like, I don't agree with this, but this is what I have to do. And uh for him to stand up and say, this isn't right. Like. I love Iron Man, but I, I'm like cheering for Cap because I'm like, you're damn right. That's the right thing to do. And, you know, he he defends his friend. Who, you know, from childhood, he's like, that's not the right, that's not him. He didn't do those things as him and he never turned his back on him. And I just, I got so much respect from Captain America. Plus they threw in Spider-Man and we've both talked about before how Tom Holland just, that's the Spider-Man I always wanted to see. And he knocks it out of the park and he just, there's comedy and he's just like this kid. He's like, he's, he's a kid. He's like, I'm happy to be there. Oh, my God, you're Captain America. Hey, you're you're from Brooklyn. I'm from Queens or Queens, Brooklyn, whichever way it is. Like, that whole scene at the airport was just, it was phenomenal. Love that movie.
0: Very good. And then running off the list, uh, my number five was Spider-Man Homecoming. And the reason why I like that movie so much is... It's the first movie that I thought really utilized this great Marvel universe that was created. Uh, The villains weren't all these geniuses that were able to develop technology that's decades ahead of uh, mankind. They're they're playing with alien tech. Uh, uh, Spider-Man is not a master seamstress. Uh, Iron Man made him his suit. Uh, it just kind of goes, they've gone, they've created this Marvel universe and Spider-Man, I thought was really the first movie that just took that universe and ran with it and loved it. It seems so realistic, you know, the, the motives for the vulture, a guy trying to, you know, keep his company going, try to feed his family, totally identified with that. Uh, yeah, it, it leveraged the strength of the Marvel universe. That's why I loved it.
1: Yeah. Um. So we I know we talked about before with Michael Keaton coming in as as the vulture like we've talked about how much you know he did such a great job in that movie and how you kind of you know it's easy to identify him uh just wanting to take care of his his family and everything like that. Let's let's talk about uh let me ask you something about uh Homecoming in regards to what did you think about the fact that he was the school and him being a student was such a big part of that movie. How, what did what did you think about that?
0: You mean the high school Spider Man versus the um, the college student Spider Man that I'm used to?
1: Yeah, and even the high school stu- Spider Man, where a lot of the movie took place in him being a high school kid. He just wasn't Spider Man all the time. He he was a high school kid and he was dealing with high school problems.
0: Right. You know, it's, it's, uh, it's not my Spider-Man. That's not the Spider-Man I grew up with. That's not the Spider-Man I read. That's not the Spider-Man I ever imagined. And that's the, the Spider-Man they gave us. And I loved it.
1: Do you feel like, um, you, you identified with him more because you got that glimpse into him being a kid? And, you know, he's, he's awkward around girls and, you know, he's got this friend that, You know, it's just like to the end, like this is his buddy and he'll follow him and everywhere. And, you know, uh, Nate, who I think is the buddy's name, he's like, oh, my God, you're Spider-Man, blah, blah, blah. Like, dude, uh, like that's how your friend would be. And they're like, I won't tell anybody this is the coolest thing ever. You know what I'm saying? Like that Mm -hmm. was awesome. And then uh, so what did you like that dynamic? You like you really enjoyed that part of it?
0: Uh, I, comparing it to the Tobey Maguire Spider-Man, what I like about, um, Tom Holland Spider-Man is to me, it's a more realistic Spider-Man. Um, cause Tobey Maguire's character was so just, um, a turned up nerdy, socially awkward, just off character. And I don't know if I've ever really met anyone like that in real life. While the Tom Holland character is, yeah, that's a real kid. He, you know, he, he's got, he's got a, a bunch of facets to him. And, um, um, yeah, just a much more realistic character in my opinion.
1: Yeah, I see what you're saying because that, that, that Tobey Maguire character, while those movies were great, um, it, it, it almost tried to isolate him too much in a way. And I mean, everybody, even the most isolated kids in high school have friends. You know, maybe it's only a couple, but they have friends. So I think, uh, maybe that isolation was too much. And I, I, I tend to agree with you that, uh you know, that's, that's one of the things that, that made Tom Hyland's uh, Spider-Man and Spider-Man Homecoming a lot more relatable because he was just a kid dealing with kid
0: problems. Well, you want relatable. I want a 30 year old, um, uh, guy from the Midwest. <laughs> that's the most relatable in my opinion. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I, I, again, I, I'm not gonna call, I'm not gonna say I relate to this 16 year old kid at all. I don't have that accent. I wasn't raised by my aunt. I got none of that stuff on, on my side. Uh, what I can say though is he seemed like a real character.
1: Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I see your point. So I would say relatable just in the fact that like you went to high school and maybe that wasn't you, but you probably knew somebody that was, you know, just this nerdy, like, Not super nerdy to where like nobody ever talked to him, but he was just, you know, like he, you could be walking down the hall and bump into him. You went to high school. So like maybe now he's not related to you, relatable to you now. He was relatable to you at some point in your life. Yay. No. Okay.
0: No. I, I, I don't get the relation thing at all. Okay. I don't, I don't think I typically relate to most characters I see though. I mean, Iron Man's a billionaire, and I love that character. Uh, Black Panther is, is a, a African king, I, and I love that character. So you've so never been me, an African
1: king in, in, in any of your past lives?
0: In my past lives? Oh, God. No, I think they've all been Pollocks. <laughs> I think they've all been <laughs> Polish uh, princes, excuse me, or princesses. <laughs> you were a Polish princess. Yeah, I was a pap. I was a Polish American princess.
1: <laughs> that should be a movie. <laughs> uh, kinda like that movie Bats, Black American princesses or whatever it was. You could be PAP. No. Oh Paps. Whatever. Anyway.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> I get I get your I get your point. I get your point.
0: Yeah. For me relating to characters, I think, is I'm in a fantasy when I watch these movies because this is not the real world. So I, I guess I don't personally look for a relationship when I watch them. I, to me, I almost look for an escape.
1: That's fair. That's fair. And then when I watch these movies, I, I look at the character and uh, <laughs> kind of how, you know, to go with the theme that we've had the best, I look for the goodness in people, uh, regardless of their flaws. So, um, when I watch, a lot of movies, I guess you could say, even though I know it's completely fiction. And, you know, Spider-Man's not going to start jumping from roof to roof, or Iron Man's not going to fly by. So, uh, and, I, and I also look at these characters like I do with every other movie, and it's like, how would I, if it was me writing this, or if I had control, would I do it the same way? And usually i come with, yeah, because they're way the hell smarter than I am. And they know way more about these characters than I do. So, uh, and when it kind of goes along so, the same mindset that you have, maybe that's what identifies it for me. So, so there's our top five, right?
0: That's our top five. Yes.
1: In the, in the MCU, I'm sure mm-hmm. we could have did a top 15. We could have did a top 10, but it was good to give the five and kind of focus in on on those specific movies and why we felt that
0: way. Yeah. Like I said, I, I like all the Marvel MCU movies. Uh, so for us to sk- kind of pick five and talk about it, I thought it was a, a good number.
1: Completely agree.
0: All right. So let's kind of breeze through this. We also did the X-Men movies and, and we ranked those. Uh, we could go through and have a huge argument over them, but uh, I don't want to go. <laughs> I don't really want to do that.
1: Okay. Fair uh, enough.
0: Uh, oh, let's, let's talk about, uh, overall. So kind of funny, you and I both ranked, uh, days of future past and X-Men, the first film as our numbers two and three, which, uh, makes sense. Uh, okay. you ranked up, uh, X two at number one. I put that at my number four. So in the same ballpark, yep. uh, our Logans were, yours was four. Mine was five. Yeah. Which by the way, you gave me all that hell a few weeks ago about not liking Logan enough. One down, man. One down from your list.
1: I think I influenced you. No. (laughs) No, I think it's, you know, when you start doing like a top five list, some of those movies are so hard to differentiate. And like, like a lot with the Marvel movie, like what you had said, if any one of those movies show up in somebody's top five list, I can't really disagree with them. So when it's like you talk about Logan and you talk about it individually as a movie, you can talk about how great it is or you can pick it apart. But when you try and compare it to other movies and everything like that, you're like, well, maybe I like this movie just a little bit better. Or maybe I just like this movie a little bit better today. Maybe tomorrow Mm -hmm. I'm really pissed off at the world and I want to be all down and out and depressed. So maybe Logan is number two instead of number four. So I, there's a lot that goes into that because they are such close together movies.
0: Yeah. yeah, and, and, and you're right. You know, ratings are, in terms of like one to 10 ratings, super subjective. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Uh, next, uh, I put X-Men La- Last Stand higher up on my list. I put it at number six. You put it at the bottom. After seeing years at the bottom, I, that one didn't influence me. And I really kind of sat, sat back and thought, I'm like, yeah, yeah. That was a movie full of disappointment for me. So maybe I, I would, in hindsight, put that lower on the list.
1: Yeah. I, I, one of my biggest issues with Last Stand was how much I loved X-Men and X-2. And then I got Last Stand and it was just such a disappointment in compared to those other movies. Now, like I watch Last Stand now individually as a movie and I'm kind of like, oh, it's, a, it's an okay, uh, comic book movie. But when I went into last stand, the bar was set so hot because of those two previous movies that it was just such a letdown and, and as a movie. So that's why I put it where I did.
0: Yeah. For me, last stand was, you know, Cyclops killed him. I'm like, are you kidding me? Uh, Jean gray killed her. my God, like, are you kidding me? Um, Patrick Stewart and professor Xavier Xavier uh, killed him. Are you kidding me? Uh, brought in the jugber- the juggernaut and did a subpar job with him in my opinion.
1: Yeah. Teased really us it.
0: with, uh, with angel where they put him in the movie, but they don't really do anything with them. So yeah, there was a lot of things in that film that just, I'm like, why did they go this route?
1: Yeah. The love triangle with rogue and, uh, Iceman and, um, it was a kitty pride. Like, I just, like, if it's going to be in there, that's, that's fine. I just thought it was weakly done. Like, Rogue, all of a sudden, she's this jealous person, and that's why she goes and takes the serums and no longer be a mutant. Come on, man. I, I just thought it was weak, weak compared to, uh, the other movies, and there was some things in there. I'm like, Juggernaut? Dude, Juggernaut should have been a badass, but he wasn't.
0: They got him right in uh, Deadpool 2, in my opinion. Much better,
1: yeah, much better uh, portrayal of Juggernaut in Deadpool 2. And, you know, one of the things that bugged me about Juggernaut in The Last Stand is I'd like that guy who they have yeah. played Juggernaut. And I'm like, really? He's like, he's a good actor. He would have done great. But, it, you know, we've talked about it before. Scripts sometimes. You know, there's not a whole lot the actor can do with it. Mm-hmm. What did I have as number one? Did we talk we about that or were you getting there?
0: I skipped that on purpose. Okay,
1: very good. I'll get back. Continue on. Uh,
0: we both had uh, First Class on our, the lower part of our lists. Um, Wolverine, you like that one a little bit more than I did? Uh, I put Age of Apocalypse at the very bottom of my list. That was the ultimate disappointment for me um you put a uh, near the bottom the one we really disagree on though is x-men origins wolverine that's my number one that's your number eight and i was curious why why you didn't like that film
1: um so part of the reason that i didn't like uh origins wolverine is you remember when that movie first came out i don't uh you may or may not there was a huge issue with bootleg and pirated copies of that movie getting out before the movie was released. Do you remember anything about that? No, I don't. Okay. So this actually like bootleg copies of this movie came out about a month before the movie came out. And I saw one of those bootleg copies of the movie and there was like, uh, you know people had like green arms, which they were gonna come in and do c g i and um you know there was effects that weren't complete and when I saw it like that, I was like, "What the hell did they do? It's a wolverine and then so I later on watched it, and I think I ruined it for myself because when I watched it and it's regular release. I was like, yeah, I still don't buy it. It's just not good enough. And plus I love the character of Wolverine. I just, I didn't, I I didn't think it was good enough. And I expected so much more. Uh, I like who they got to play in the parts. Like, uh, Lee Shriver to play Sabretooth. Loved it. Just don't, just don't think there was enough of him in there. Uh, I just, I was so disappointed in it because I had such high expectations. No fault to the movie, probably. It's just, uh, I, going into these movies, uh, if I have high expectations and they're met, boom, you go towards the top of my list. If I have high expectations and they're not, then it's probably going down. So it's the lower part of my list, which is where, uh, origins went. Now I'd be curious to know what did
0: you like so much about it oh god uh so so I, I will admit um they they pretty much screwed up the deadpool character uh in that film oh, but that's kind of hindsight at yeah. that time i knew very little about deadpool and what i knew about him i didn't like the character at all so didn't bother me at all fair enough what i liked about it um i guess there's so much there that i knew about from the comics that i, I got to see on screen you know, you got to see him back in the late 1800s growing up. You got to see the montage of him going through the wars uh, through the years. And you kind of get to see why he's so psycholog- psychologically traumatized at, at, at an older age. You got to see him with the bones, uh, finally. You got to see the origin process of him getting the claws and the adamantium uh, skeleton. Um, Hmm. What else? We got to see the, the first time the, the jacked. The j j j jacked Hugh Jackman. He was humongous in that movie. I was surprised by that. He looked scrawny yeah. in the first three compared to what he looked like in that film. Agreed. Uh, Victor Krieg was just phenomenal. I, you know, I'm used to Sabretooth being the wild man. Not a, not a lot of depth. Hates Wolverine, wild man, that's it. And, you know, uh, Liev Schreiber... He does, Up to that point, he's done mostly dramatic movies that I've seen him in. And I thought he was a great actor, but seeing him in an action movie and how dark he was, I, I loved it. Absolutely loved it. Um, bringing in other, other characters over the years that I liked, like bringing in The Blob. Uh, I loved that. Seeing him in the movie, bringing in Gambit. Eh, that was okay, but we finally got to see him. Um, you know, him in Canada, working as a lumberjack, uh, trying to live life. Um, his relationship with uh his fake relationship that he had i knew that from the comics uh just there was all these beats there that i really enjoyed
1: fair enough fair enough
0: i will say that the final fight scene in that movie was kind of flat uh the whole fight on top of the tower against deadpool yeah um but i kind of i forgave the movie i i I loved everything in that movie up to that point so i let it slide
1: good well I, i think you know I can see why you would like it when you talk about all those things,
0: because
1: had I read the comic, uh, it sounds like it did a really good job in regards to fan service.
0: Yeah, they, they did their own, they did their own, uh, touches on absolutely everything. Cause if I remember correctly, as a kid, he wasn't the son of some noble nobleman, he was a farmer. I mean, the, like the whole getting the, the bonding process, they did a little bit differently and, everything they did you know the blobs a little bit different so they did so much differently but when they put it all together i'm like yeah it, it, they they got my money i to- i totally bought it
1: good good absolutely I, I and that's the thing is like when you hear things like that i i just think it's great
0: so in summary uh looks like we, we, basically we like the original movies um Days of Future Past, they really, they did something great with that. And that's something that you both and I, you and I really identified with. And then since then, the other um, X-Men movies, we've been kind of, eh, we've seen some standouts with Wolverine, but the X-Men themselves, not so much. Agreed.
1: I I will tell you, though, that one of the things that I've really enjoyed with the newer X-Men movies, I love the... Fox version of Quicksilver compared to the MCU version of Quicksilver.
0: Yeah, I was surprised that, that, that the MCU got Quicksilver, and uh, it seems like they got him just to kill him because they, they wanted to kill a hero in Ultron.
1: Yeah, it seemed underutilized to me um, in regards to that, and I just... I, The, the way that they did the movie, the, the Quicksilver, the, the almost stopping of time and it being slow mo, the, uh, in days of, uh, future past when they're breaking out Magneto and, uh, everything. And he's like pushing bullets and stuff like that. And then in Apocalypse, which to me is the only good, (laughs) one of the only good things about Apocalypse. Yeah. The fact that when when he is like saving the people at the mansion, I just thought it was really well done.
0: Yeah, they kind of re they kind of redid that trick in in, uh, in Apocalypse. Uh, yeah, I I really don't want to see him do see him do that a sequence like that a third time. You know, pieces of it okay, but yeah,
1: yeah, I, I would agree with you. I I, I think if you're going to have him in the movie, don't just say hey, okay, Quicksilver gets one scene, and this is it. You know, make it throughout the movie in smaller segments.
0: Yeah. Well, sounds good.
1: Absolutely. Uh, any, any last one last thing or anything like that that you want to hit on really quick? Yeah, sure. I'm right um, around the corner.
0: Yeah. Just to circle on real quick, I forgot something uh, back to the Marvel movies. Um, last week, actually on Twitter, Mark Millar uh, put up his list of his five, five favorite Marvel movies uh, Mark Millar is the very famous comic book writer. And uh, so I figured I'd share his list as well as ours.
1: Okay, what, what did Mark Millar put?
0: It looks like he really likes the comedy. So his list was uh, Thor Ragnarok at number one. The next position, Guardians one and two. Uh, he didn't go completely MCU. Uh, for the next uh, two, he did uh, Raimi's first uh, two Spider-Man movies. So the Tobey Maguire Spider-Mans. And in his last spot, he put in Days of Future Past.
1: Interesting. Uh, to your point, he seems like he really uh, likes the comedy uh, with the Guardians movies and the war, which I can't, again, can't disagree with. I love those Guardians movies. Knew nothing about Guardians of the Galaxy until I saw those movies. And, like, I was hooked from the very opening scene in Guardians 1 all the way through Guardians 2. So. uh James Gunn phenomenal job in those Guardians movies. Um Absolutely. In regards to the Sam Raimi Spider Man, I can't disagree with him in on those either because I think that um you know, he brought Spider Man to the big screen. And uh those those stories did have depth. And you said it a few weeks ago in regards to uh J. Jonah Jameson and J. K. Simmons uh Simmons um you know, portrayal of that character uh, scene stealer to me, everything he was, every scene he was in, he just did a really great job in those splits. Absolutely. And then days of future past, like that is what Fox needed to do to reset the timeline. to bridge the gap between the old and the new actors and the way that they did that, man, Was just so good, so so good,
0: and and very Marvel comic book uh, X Men as well too. There's so much alternate timeline stuff in the Marvel comics that for the Marvel movies to do that as well makes total sense.
1: Absolutely, absolutely. Because you know, one of the things I could say is when I saw Professor X, Patrick Stewart's Professor X, I'm like, dude, that is the embodiment of Professor X. And then for them to come in and show James McAvoy. As Professor X and why these things happen and the development of the relationship between him and Magneto. I was like, that's Professor X too. Like those are both really good. And to see them, that interaction between those two, where it's like split screen and, you know, she's in his head or, or he's in his head and whatever it was, where he is like, I don't want your future. Do that. Like I got chills when I saw that in the trailer and then I saw the movie and I'm like, that is, that is great. The way that they did that.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Solid flick, very solid flick.
1: So I would think like to sum all this up, right. We can both agree that comic book movies, the way they are now is what we always dreamed they would be when we were kids, you know, going back and you look at, Ooh, we had the Superman movies where Superman was really, really, good and fun and do no wrong like those were great and batman came out in 1989 tim burton pushed the envelope but like really this this time we're living in with comic book movies is just great to where we get to see one every couple months and it's just like raise the bar raise the bar raise the bar and to be honest except, like, except watch, if you're dc except if you're dc well there's hope and iron and aquaman right no, no. I don't
0: know. <laughs> well, uh, I'll 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 be open minded, I'll give it a shot, but I'm not gonna hold my breath. Har har har.
1: You, neither you nor I. But okay. uh but uh other than that, and even those any yeah, I saw what you did. There. I was you know. <laughs> skate over top of it right there, sir. Um but even those movies to a point like there are people that love those characters and all they care about is seeing them on screen. And I'm like, I can't argue that like put them up there, man. And if people watch them great and if they don't sucks, learn from it, hopefully learn from it. They don't seem to be learning from it, but they're putting them up there, man. And like, I just can't, I can't be mad at them because at least I get the option to see them. And if, if I want to see them, I see them. And if I don't, I don't. And, um, you know, kudos for making them because, there's just stories and superheroes, and I think we live in a world where uh you know not a lot of people look at the goodness of people, and sometimes people just wish oh, that. God, hero- we
0: back to this.
1: Sometimes people just wish that a hero would come up and, and save things, and at least we have it in movies. And even if we don't necessarily have it in real life, we have it in movies, and all these people. They used to say, one day, nerds will rule the world. Well, today is that day, sir.
0: Disagree. (laughs) Wrong. What's wrong? You are.
1: That's fine. I've been called worse.
0: (laughs) All right. On a final note, I've been holding on to a factoid uh, for a little while, and I figured it'd be a good way to go out on the show with.
1: What's your factoid, sir?
0: Chadwick Bozeman was accepted into the prestigious summer theater program at Oxford University, but he could not afford to go. He, he secured the funding through a private benefactor. Any idea who this private benefactor was 20 years ago?
1: Tony Stark.
0: No. Close, though. Denzel Washington.
1: Get out of here. Are you serious?
0: I am serious. And then 20 years later, uh, Chadwick Boseman thanked him in person at the premiere of Black Panther.
1: So did he know the whole time that it was Denzel Washington?
0: I'm not sure. I I think so. Well, it it goes into who turned out to be. So I don't think he did know the entire time.
1: That is phenomenal. And let me just say this about Denzel Washington. Can we get this dude in a Marvel movie? Please, please, Black Panther 2, something, get this dude in a Marvel movie because Denzel Washington's such a badass.
0: Mm-hmm. Absolutely agree.
1: I got to get this dude in a Marvel movie sometime. I got to believe he'd do it. Got to. That is a cool, that's a cool factoid, Derek. Kudos to you, sir. I did well, not know you, that. I did not know that. That's so cool. Yeah, Small Wakanda. world, isn't it? Yeah, Wakanda forever.
0: Wakanda forever.
1: Derek, thanks for the conversation about Marvel and the big Marvel movie podcast thing that you called it. And uh, San Diego <laughs> Comic-Con starts tomorrow, so tonight I'll be up late with my son trying to buy limited edition Funko Pops because that's what I do as a dad.
0: All right. Well, you have a fun night then.
1: I I will, sir. Excellent conversation. And uh, we'll see you again
0: soon. Talk to you. Talk to you later. All right. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to the show. We have no idea what we'll talk about next time, but I'm sure we'll have a good time doing it. Our email address is at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you. Until next time, drive safe, everybody.